Welcome back to Throwing Hands. I hope Breck and I taught you something about dust since the last time, you know, that was our last episode. Breck, what'd you learn? Um, you know, people need to start taking that guy seriously. <laughs> he could really help you in a tough situation. The opposite of what Breck said. But anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for the views. Um, not bad. Uh, did, did some bits. But Breck. Uh, before we get into this card uh, completely, what are your thoughts on it, man? Um, a great card. Um, I don't think it's at the level of 268. People argue that. But uh, a great card to end the year. Oh, I can't complain. So we're going to go into one fight on the early prelims. Uh, Alex Perez versus Matt Schnell. Perez going from title shot to early prelims on fight pass uh, since he uh, lost uh, since uh, Figueredo slipped the gilly on him. Um, Matt Schnell looking to get back into things. What's your thoughts on this one? Oh, this is a good, this is a good fight. Um, like you said, um, Perez lost to Figueredo in his last fight. Um, a lot of people thought Alex Perez had a chance in that fight too. It was over so quickly, but um. He's uh he's still pretty young, right? Yeah, he's twenty. I think he's thirty. Yeah, I mean in the MMA game, that's not too old. I think he's one of the top guys in that division. It's 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 a pretty light division. Yeah, but I'm excited to see him. Yeah, it's a good fight. I think Perez got it by decision. What do you think, man? Yeah, I would think so. I think you know he fought the champ, and I think he knows. Um, what level it takes to, to beat a champ. And I think since his loss, he'll have improved a lot. So, Yeah, for sure. Um, let's hope Ryan Hall does something except Imanari rolls in this fight. If he does that again, they should cut him, cut him. and ban him from lifetime. I, I can't watch that again. Uh, no, that was, and then, you know, he got cracked by Tapuria, who might be a champion in two, three years, I, I was think. about to say, Tapuria, though, who he fought, is a that guy's a savage. But um, <laughs> I love him. Yeah, hopefully not. Also, we got to do. We have to shout out Randy Costa. Oh yes, big, big MMA Twitter guy. He's always interacting with the fans. Had a great oh. fight with um, Adrian Yanez. Last fight lost, but had a good fight. So hopefully he gets a win. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Um, so a couple people to look out for in the early prelims. Aaron Blanchfield, she's really good. <laughs> um, I just admit Miranda Mavericks a solid fighter, but Aaron Blanchfield's a savage. I don't know if you have anything to speak on this one. I mean, Miranda Maverick uh, said she's actually training at like a real MMA gym for the first time in her life. So we'll see if that is true and she's gotten better. Yeah. A lot of people penciling her in to be a top, you know, contender one day. So, yeah. I, I mean, and Miranda's 23, 24, and Blanchfield's 22. Yeah. These guys, they'll fight multiple times in their career, probably. Yeah. I mean, they're both very good fighters. Um, 
And Eric Anders, uh, throwing hands alone. Shout out Eric Anders, uh, going against Andre Muniz, looking to get back into that middleweight top 15. All right. We're going to every fight here. Jordan Wright, Bruno Silva. This is a banger to open up the early, the, the prelims rather, not the early prelims, but Jordan Wright, you know, he won his first fight in the UFC on short notice in the light heavyweight division. He, he's always game. Bruno Silva's a savage. He's got, I mean, they're every, all right, let's be honest here. Every MMA fighter is a savage, but I got Jordan Wright in this one. I like his skill set. He brings a lot to the table. What do you have to say? Yeah. Um, he's the more naturally bigger guy, I would, I would say, right? Yeah, that's it, it could be an advantage for him or he, he could guess out in that sense. But like you said, I think he's probably the more talented of the fighter. He hasn't fought as much as a Bruno Silva has. But um, like you said, I, I think uh, if you look at just his wins, you know, Bruno Silva either knocks somebody out or loses a fight. And it looks like Brandon Allen's a little more or Jordan Wright rather uh, is more uh, well-rounded. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, who, who do you got in this one? I'll go right. I got him too. All right. This is the people's uh, uh, featured prelim. Um, Augusto Sakai versus Tai Tuivasa. Tai Tuivasa stepping in. Uh, I think he's stepping in for Walt Harris, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Sakai's a solid fighter. I, I think, you know, he, he could have beaten the, the Ream, but the Ream being the Ream defeated him then he got Tui Vasa man um dude's been on a tear after getting cut now I will say Augusto Sakai is a much better fighter than Greg Hardy <laughs> I was about to say I'm I love tied to Vasa like you said people's main event love the shoey hopefully we get to see a shoey but this is probably his best competition like I'm a little worried for him but Sakai even though he lost, he's a 30. I mean, you know, they say you're not in your heavyweight prime until you're like 34, 35. Yeah. He could be a champ one day, Sakai. He's pretty young in the game. And, yeah, he's coming off back-to-back losses where he, he got KO'd. But against the top of the division, man. Top of the division. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's nothing no, too crazy here. Um, I hate to say it, but I think Sakai is going to win by decision. I think he understands Tui Vasa's power is going to just go in and out of range. What do you have to say? I hate to agree with you, but I think the same thing. I think uh, we saw Tai Tuivasa. I know he knocked out Greg Hardy, but he got hit pretty hard right before that. I think yeah. if that's reversed and it's Sakai this time, I, I don't think he's – you know what I mean? I don't think Sakai's going to rush in like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, dude. Another great fight, Pedro Munoz versus Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz looking to get, get back into things, you know, arguably the greatest band of weight of all time. He, he probably is the greatest band of weight of all time. And then you got Pedro Munoz. Uh, these two guys have been around forever, WEC days, uh, UFC days. I mean, this is a classic fight right here. Uh, this, this fight could have been made 10 years ago, and we'd be like, all right, this is banger. This is a banger right here. Um, you know, people have adapted to Dominic Cruz's footwork over the past five, six years. This is a fun fight, uh, dude. This is every fight from here on out is fun, except yeah. one, which we'll get into. What, what's your thoughts on this one? one? This is a, one is sanctioned murder. We'll get to that. But, yeah, but um, on this one, it's tough. It's so, it's like you just said. It's Dominic Cruz's footwork was such an advantage for so long, and no one could really deal with his style. And then people now have different training partners that can mimic his style, and people have seemed to figure him out a little bit and. 
he looked good against Casey Kenny, who is a good fighter. But um, that should not I, have been a split decision. No, I, I gotta think Cruz takes this just for the fact that uh, Munoz—he's moving down, right? Or moving up? Isn't he changing? He, he, if he doesn't win this fight, he's gonna move down. Move down, yeah. Okay, that's after this fight. Jeez. But if you look at his last, um, you know, four fights, he's he's three and uh, one and three rather. And I mean, he's lost to Frankie Edgar, Sterling, and Aldo, so he's lost to the top top guys. But I just think Dominic yeah. Cruz is. Uh, if he doesn't win this fight, you you would agree, right? Like, n- there's no hope at a belt. No, he's got to win this fight. He has to, and Cruz doesn't fight often enough. No, well, so he they, he has to win this. It, yeah, it's essentially the twilight of his career. He's got to win this. This is like his last hurrah. I, I think he, I think Dominic Cruz understands what's at stake, and um, he'll get the job done. What do you think? I agree. I think he he knows this is it and so much is riding on it, and he's such a smart guy. I, wouldn't you agree he's top, probably one of the top five guys in, in the UFC in terms of his, of his smarts? I, like, I, I think Alex Morono's up there, people like that. Yeah, and Fight IQ, his commentary, I know we can, we'll get into we'll, the. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. But the Cruz, like his Fight IQ is just overall IQ is so high. I think, I think, he, I think he'll get it done. Yeah. Uh, dude, I think Pedro Munoz could make some noise at 25. I do too. I think it'd be a good decision. But you know, it was a good decision. This fight made right here. Josh Emmett making his return after that absolute banger with Shane Burgos. Then you got Dan 50k Ige coming off the loss against Zombie. I think the reason uh Ige lost that fight was because Zombie has switched up his style because you know he's not he doesn't have the chin like he used to, and he has to go in and out of range more instead of just marching forward. Dude, this is an insane fight. It's crazy, dude. Like you look at uh, Josh Emmett's last five fights. I mean, he did get knocked out by Jeremy Stevens, which is not a great <laughs> loss. But look, Ricardo Lama, Shane Burgos, he's got good wins in there. And like you said, Dan Ige, tough fighter. I just don't know. The best we've ever seen Dan Ige was when he fought. Um, who was two fights ago that he? Uh, Calvin Cater. Yeah, when he fought Cater, that was the best we've probably seen him. And he still lost that fight. Still lost the fight, but you know, you would agree he looked good in the fight. Like, that was a good fight. It was a great fight. I think that's the best we've seen of Ige. If we see that Ige, I think he could get a win. But Josh Emmett's kind of kind of scary, dude. This that dude has one hitter quitter power, like unequivocally. Yeah, I I'm favoring Josh Emmett on this one. I don't know. I love Danny Ige. He's one of my favorites, but I'm gonna have to take Josh Emmett too, man. I just think the power difference, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dan Ige has some solid wins. I mean, he beat Edson Barboza, um, Kevin Aguilar, um, Gavin Tucker. He put his lights out uh, with that elbow. But, yeah, interesting fight. All right, to the main card, my man. Hallie and Paeva versus uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley. What's your thoughts, man? This is an interesting one. I mean, I was good. This is um this is a good fight. I mean, people are people are really disrespecting Paeva. Yeah, like, oh, O'Malley's fighting another can. It's like, calm down a little bit. Um, Paeva was ranked 15, I think, right? Like only a yeah. couple months ago, he's just recently dropped out of the ranking. So, I mean, you could say that he's fighting O'Malley's fighting a ranked guy, but um, you'd have to favor O'Malley. 
don't know if you've seen the clips of him wrestling. People are like, oh, we're going to see wrestling O'Malley. I don't really know if that's true, but yeah, he'll, he'll make this a stand-up fight. But um, it's a good fight, man. And you know the thing about O'Malley? Like, they can't – they have such a star in waiting. Like, why feed him to the wolves when he's only 25, 26, 20, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. build him up. If he wins this fight, he's going to get – you would agree probably like a top 10 matchup next or a, a, a new contract too. a new contract. He'll be fighting ranked guys between the rank of, you know, five and 12 probably in his next fight. And I just think as much as people hate the, the, the acts or not even the acts, just the way he carries himself, dude, he's a good fighter. He's a really good fighter, dude. But I think Piv is, he, he's interesting. I, it's not it's not an easy matchup by any means. Yeah. And you know, Paiva, like, you know, those leg his legs are so vulnerable, Sean O'Malley. I mean, Cheetah landed like three leg kicks and he was toast. Yeah. So I uh, I got Paiva in the fight, honestly. Really? I think he's gonna I think I think O'Malley's gonna take him to take him to school in this one. I just don't see what route Paiva has for victory, because if he keeps it standing. I don't love his chances. And then if we do see O'Malley, you like incorporate wrestling, you know, GG, it's over. Yeah, it's interesting, but I don't know. I just got a gut feeling probably gets it by decision, but we'll see. Um, all right. This is the, one of the fight, second fight, I'm, the, site, the fight I'm second most excited for. You got Kai Carr, France, and Cody Garbrandt making his flyweight debut. Dude, Cody can make some noise in this division, I think. He's got to win this fight first, man. I'm. If you look at his last five fights, Cody. I mean, he's fought the top, juiced up Dillashaw, and he's fought the top, and he had the good win over a Sunsal. But man, I'm, I'm worried, but I'm also, I'm pretty confident Garbrandt gets it done. I think, uh, I think Rob Font taught him a lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think he would have went back to his, you know, his team and, and they'll get the corrections, hopefully. Because, I, I mean, there's people who don't like him, like him. I, I'm, I'm a fan of Cody Garbrandt. I love him. I hope. He needs a win so bad, man, for his career. I mean, people were talking about this guy as the, you know, such a future star. And his fight against prime Dominic Cruz where he just – Made him. It made it look so easy. That that fight Cody Garbrandt had against Cruz. That Cody Garbrandt is the best bantamweight of all time. It might be on a single given night. Yeah, that that Cody Garbrandt might might be how quick he is. But I just hope we see that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know Cody walks around at one forty two. That's the thing, and I think so. This is so he's mostly dieting down. He said to one twenty five. Instead of just doing the water to 135. So, and the thing is, they don't hit as hard at 25. And Cody's not really cutting weight. It's not like he's sweating a lot of it out. This will be interesting. Yeah, on fight night, he should weigh. He should have the, be a little bigger, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he should look bigger in the cage. And then, you know, Kai Carr France is no joke, though. No, he's no joke. Um, what was his last loss? He got subbed by Brandon Royval, right? Royval, yeah. And then the three fights before that um, went to decision. You you know, unanimous decision. But yeah, I mean, I mean, he put Bontorin's lights out. Yeah, that is true. And then the after fight antics was so weird. But um, yeah, Herb Dean. Poof. Yeah. Although 
Herb last weekend did save what's his face. Uh, uh, Brad Riddell. That was that was good, Herb Dean. People people were like making fun of Herb for that. It's like, come on, that was great. Like he saved him from like twenty, like ten more shots he didn't need to take. But um, yeah, that was a nasty spinning back kick. No yeah. wheel kick, rather. I Cody gets it done, dude. Uh, I got knockout first round. I'll go uh, unanimous decision. France is so tough. Yeah, still so young, steady kickboxing. You know, they got a good group of guys, but. Cody needs it for it's it's kind of like Cruz. It's it's funny how Cruz and Garbrandt are in the similar situation. Like there's a crossroads in their careers right now. Like they got to win these fights. Yeah, for sure. All right, this is a banger. Uh, Jeff Neal versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Jeff Neal, you know, getting into a little trouble before fight week last week with the DUI, but that's yeah. beside the point. We're not going to talk about that right now. Ponzinibbio had a fight of the year banger with uh, Miguel Baeza, if I'm not mistaken, a few weeks, a uh, few months back in, on, in June. This is a fun fight. That's all I'm going to say. I got, I got Ponzinibbio by knockout, bro. Yeah, is Ponzinibbio's nickname Coconut Bombs? That's, that's Maki Patolo, dude. Maki Patolo. Okay. <laughs> He's the Argentine dagger. Okay, I'm think uh, I don't know why that came to my head, but um, Come on, Breck. you're fired. I'm fired. I'm a casual. Filthy. To, I'm filthy. Um, <laughs> I'm turning off Zoom. I'm gone. See ya. Um, all right, guys. The episode's over. Goodbye. Uh, no, bro. You look at Ponzinibbio, bro. He's fought a lot the last um the last year, man. It was his third fight. I mean, he his only loss is to Lee Jin Liang, which is not a terrible loss. <laughs> it makes you show- got caught. Yeah, he got caught. It shows you how good um, what's his name is that he just beat up uh, Lee. But um, Hamzat. But uh, I think Ponzinibbio, dude, the power. Jeff Neal's a really good fighter, dude. And we saw against Wonder Boy, he just doesn't have a wide variety of strikes. You know what I mean? Like he, his boxing is in the pocket is really Superb. good. His boxing is superb and like in the pocket up close. But do you want to go in the pocket get against Ponzinibbio? Let's be honest. No, and I mean if it, if he keeps it at range, I favor Ponzinibbio anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree completely. So you got Ponzinibbio? Yeah, Ponzinibbio, TKO. I'm a casual. Yo, that 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 Neil uh, Wonder Boy fight was actually pretty fun. It was. That was a fun fight. Wonderboy got hurt early in that fight, though, and he couldn't move on his leg. Yeah, but he normally. still it was still a beautiful performance. I think if Wonderboy could move normally, I think he would have probably knocked out Jeff Neal. But all right, we got the Linus Amanda Nunes. Why did they do this? Versus Juliana Pena. Look, I'll speak my piece, and you can speak your piece. Juliana Pena got subbed by GDR. Yeah. Juliana Pena is a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. But if Amanda Nunes sees one little mistake, Pena is toast. Pena has to fight the fight of all fights, the most perfect fight. Everything She has to land every single strike she throws. She's got to land every takedown. It, it, dude, I don't know if you've watched the embedded, but Pena is oozing with confidence, and I am scared for her. I have been watching the embeddeds. You're right. She's very confident. But man, you watch the pad work, and you're like, the way to the only person, I just what route to victory is there? You know what I mean? 
And you look at Amanda Nunes, dude. A wrestle fest, like, but a wrestle fest, but like, okay, like you just said, bro. She got submitted by Jermaine Duranime. Like Amanda Nunes is a brilliant uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Like wrestle as much as you want, you're gonna get caught in the submission. And I mean, if she if she keeps it standing. We know how it's ending. You know what I mean? It's a, it's almost a lock. It's a did, you see, did you see like how she's like trained to go train the center with Amanda Nunez? Oh my god! When her coach was like, "Oh yeah, we got to move forward," I was like, "This is this is bad. This is real bad. <laughs> this is bad. This is really bad. <laughs> really, really bad." And dude, it's like Amanda Nunez, which is crazy. She got knocked out by Kat Zingano in 2014. Hasn't lost since. Don't think she's losing anytime soon. All right, so. If Amanda Nunes wins this fight, which is a very, very high probability, I think we have to have a very serious conversation that she's the greatest to ever do it, regardless of gender. Yeah, I mean, she's up there. She's amazing. You look at, like, dude, she submitted Misha Tate in 26. Like, Misha's the best wrestler in the division. She submitted Misha Tate, like, in her prime, dude. Like, Julian would be a great wrestler and all, but, like, Man, I just just dude, she's gonna get cracked by that right hand. Uh, yeah, I think, I think she might like sh- she's obviously gonna want to wrestle up, but I don't know if she's gonna get the chance to. Like her coach saying that hey, we're gonna we're we're gonna meet in the middle, we're gonna trade in the middle. Dumbass. Look, um, look how that ended for Chris Cyborg, who's like, you know, probably if not Amanda Nunes, it's it's Chris Cyborg in terms of one of the greatest of all time, and especially knockout power. Chris Cyborg took what like she couldn't take the power. Chris Cyborg couldn't walk forward. Yeah. So what what makes you think Juliana Payne is going to be walk you know be able to walk forward? All right. Official prediction. I'm going Nunez second round TKO. Nunez second round KO. It'll be bad too. I'm fine. It's going to be bad. They should just give GDR the title shot anyway. All right. <sighs> Charlie Olives versus Dustin Poirier for the lightweight title. This is the, this is the fight I've been looking forward to the most all year, honestly. Besides Usman Covington too. I feel like Charlie Olives is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like Dustin Poirier is destined to win this belt. This is his belt. I I agree a thousand percent. There's no disrespect to Charles Oliveira, but pull up his last you know 10 fights whatever it is and you look at you compare it to the last 10 fights of dustin poirier dude it's not even close and the only person dustin's lost to dude in that entire time is habib who people consider the lightweight goat i just think i just think dustin's like you just said bro it's it's destined for him to win this belt dude I, i might cry if he doesn't win the belt because you know, if you think about how many wars Dustin Poirier has been through, yeah, and how long are we going to see this high-level fighter? How much longer? I think we need to take a step back and appreciate what we've seen from this guy over the past four years because it's been absolutely phenomenal. That war with Dan Hooker, the two Conor McGregor ones, the war with Gaethje, the war with Alvarez, just Pettis. Pettis. I mean, this guy's cleaned Holloway. out Holloway. This guy has cleaned out this division. Cleaned it out. Bro, I I think you and I can agree. If he gets the the belt strapped around his waist, he's gonna cry. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be crazy. But um, 
And dude, like, you could say who gave Khabib the toughest test out of anybody? Dustin Poirier. Or Connor. You could say Connor because he won a round, but did he, you know what I mean? Like, the fight wasn't competitive. I mean, Dustin almost subbed him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Dustin had him in a really tight guillotine. If he had just pulled guard. Pulled guard. And, dude, like, on the feet, Dustin was winning. You know, Khabib's just the monster and took him down and it was over. But if this guy survived with Khabib, I don't think, you know, as great as Oliveira is, and as Joe Rogan always says, he's so technically, he's so perfect, his strikes. But um, what is that going to do to scare Dustin Poirier, who, like you said, he literally has been in a war with everybody, dude. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. It's actually astonishing when you look at his last 10 fights. All right, so you got McGregor, McGregor, McGregor. That hooker fight is one of the best fights I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, a- it's, a, it's an amazing fight. Habib, Holloway, Alvarez, Gaethje, Pettis, Alvarez, uh, Jim Miller. Michael, he did get KTFO'd by Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson, though, is one of the greatest fighters of all time on certain days. Yeah, <laughs> on certain days. Fajeda, uh Diego Brandao, like who hasn't this guy fought? Yeah, it's crazy. The, the the zombie, like beat Max Holloway back in the day too, and it's just like he's only gotten better, dude. And I mean, like as much as like I'm a big Connor fan, as much as you want to say Connor, if he's not hurt or whatever, dude, he the second say he doesn't break his ankle, Dustin finishes the fight in the second round. It was a ten eight, you know, round one. It was very heavy 10-9 in my opinion. I wouldn't say 10-8, but that's beside the point. If there was 10 more seconds in the round, bro, he was that ground and pound was brutal on Connor. Yeah, that's that's true. But bro, this fight's awesome. I think I think Charlie Ollis presents a challenge. There's no doubt. But I I, I wouldn't want to stand in the pocket with Dustin Poirier. If Connor McGregor can't do it, I don't I don't think Charlie Ollis can do it. No, and I mean look at who you beat who's in front of you so you're good you know what i mean but look at his last three fights kevin lee who is this not he's an enigma we don't know what he is he beat uh i hate to say it this will pain a lot of people Uh, a washed up tony ferguson (sighs) it hurts dude but like am i wrong no i'm a big tony fan but like even the biggest Tony fans, you got it. It's time to admit that he's just not the same. All those wars took their toll. And then he beat Michael Chandler, who is a really awesome fighter. But if you look at that fight, he almost gets – he gets essentially 10-8 in the, in the first round. He gets almost knocked out, saves himself by pulling guard. And, yes, he does come back to knock out Chandler. But is Chandler a champion? You know what I mean? Has Chandler fought one of the top guys, like, you know, Poirier has no. And like, I know it's different timelines. The fighters improve, but like Michael Chandler went, went in a three round war with Justin Gaethje, Poirier knocked out Gaethje. So that's to me, the difference, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you look, you know, this, this win streak for Oliveira started with a washed up Clay Guida. Hey, he's still winning. (laughs) Then he beat Christos Yagos and Jim Miller, then uh, Tamor, then Nick Lentz. Gordon. Uh, He's definitely deserving of being the champ. Yes, no question. We're not crapping on him like that. It's just he hasn't fought somebody on the level of Poirier. 
I, bro. All right. Prediction time. I got Justin Poirier, third round knockout. What do you have to say? Poirier, fourth round TKO. Bro, I can't wait for this fight. Okay. I can't wait for this fight. I have a question. All right. Poirier wins. Does he retire or does he fight and defend the belt once? Because if he wins, I mean, he's done it all. You know what I mean? He's been saying a lot. This is the this is the ultimate thing in the sport. <laughs> Move up. <laughs> Maybe the Connor fights, um, you know, set him up for life, essentially. This it. Fight Usman. I would love to see him win this belt, defend it once, and then just, you know, like go off into the sunset and retire. Do you know what? I'd like to see him versus Covington. That would be good. That'd be a fun or- fight. Versus Gaethje, too, for the belt. Yes, that please book it. Book it right now. Him versus Gaethje for the belt um, if he wins. And then win or loss if he retires or not. Because, you know, he's, he's got a lot of businesses outside the UFC now. But um, I was thinking, too, dude, like, he wins this, right? I would say, say so. Say he wins this. And even if he defends the belt or say he loses to Gaethje – He's got to be on the Mount Rushmore of lightweights. Oh, he UFC. already is. I know he already is, but the belt really just cements him up there. Like you could argue he's not if he doesn't win the belt. But that's true. When you talk about Khabib and BJ Penn, like the legends of the lightweight division, and and he's others, up there. he's up there, man. If he wins this belt, he's he's up there. Okay, I'm so excited to see this, man. Wait. We have to we have to talk about this. I think Dominic Cruz is right about Daniel Cormier. I hate to say it, but he is. Yeah, he's right. But does that affect my viewing at home? To me personally, no. I love the banter between Ro- uh, you know Rogan and DC, or if it's DC and Bisping last uh, what was it like last weekend when they were <laughs> they were making fun of each other. I just think. DC is there for, you know, obviously knows the fight game. Sure, maybe he doesn't know uh, as much as Dominic Cruz, but I don't know, man. I love DC on the broadcast. He he makes me feel like I'm watching like a watch party with friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I love about him. Is Dominic Cruz wrong? No, I think Dominic Cruz is probably right. And DC and him and Bisping had a th- funny thing. On that was YouTube. funny. It was so funny. They, they, like, argued and hatched it out, which was really funny. And DC said, like, yeah, I did pay a guy to do all the research for me, and now I don't, so I don't have the research. But, hey, man. I like – Dominic Cruz knows what he's talking about on commentary, but he's just so boring. Yeah, I mean, he can be I'm boring Dominic at times. Cruz. He can be a little uh, snarky, a little like a little uh, – a little arrogant sometimes it comes yeah. across. I love it when uh, it's Fitz, Bits, Bisping, and Cruz, and Cruz and Bisping just go out at the hole. Yeah, yeah. Dominic Cruz is like trying to fight Bisping the entire broadcast. It's, it's hilarious. Although I will say, I think we've, we've definitely said on this podcast before, Fitz, Felder, and Bisping are the best combination. It's not the uh, technical A squad that Rogan, DC, and Anik is, but you're right. It is the best announcing team. Like, I wish they should just – they should rotate them into some big cards throughout the – I hope next year we get to see them get a couple of big shots because they're always doing the fight nights and the contender series. Like, Give those guys 
like you learn a, you, you learn a lot, but it's funny at the same time. Although, yeah, I agree. Fitz is great. I don't think the gap between Fitz and Anik is that no. big. You know, I think they're in the similar class of really good broadcasters. Professional. Professional. Can't complain about either. And I love Rogan in DC, but when it comes to, if you really want to focus on the fights, Felder and Bisping are the best. But then again, it's, it's a double-sided coin because I love – uh, dude, when, when you hear Joe Rogan say, oh, like, whoa, you could be like, you could be like in another room, like, I, 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 you know, I got to go get a drink from the fridge. You hear the O, you will sprint back and like nothing will have happened, but you have to sprint back. You know what I mean? He heard him, Mike. He heard him. And then he come back. He's just like one little jab. You're like, come on, Joe. Come on. Yeah. Um, what else is there to talk about? Um what was I going to say? Oliveira, you would agree, if he wins, it's by submission probably, right? Yeah, that's he's how I not, see him. He's not knocking out Poirier. He could. He knocked out – well, Chandler's pretty chinny. Yeah, but I mean, Connor has way more power than Oliveira. And in that second fight where Dustin KO'd Connor, Connor cracked. cracked him in that first round. And Dustin said I, it was like a flash KO. I was out of my feet for a second, but then he recovered. So if, if the power of Connor, who's probably one of the hardest hitting lightweights, can't knock out Poirier, he's not getting knocked out, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll see. And Connor, I mean, Poirier hasn't really taken damage in his past two fights. No, I mean Oliver hasn't either. But well, he did get knocked down by Chin- Chindler. Yeah, but dude, next week's next week's card is fun. I'll say that. It's a let me pull it up. It's an- Lewis Dacus. Dude, this card is sick. I feel like this is the beginning of the end for Derek Lewis. How do you feel about that? Uh, uh, like that gone fight was his last. That was his last chance, man. Not in it for the belt, really. He's always had this. Yeah. But if they just pay me and give me the right opponents. Dude, I'm pumped for Angela Hill, Amanda Lam- La- That's a fun fight, man. I love Angela, Angela- I love Angela Hill. She's a great fighter because she's every every fight you know you're gonna get a scrap. I am worried. Dude, she might get. That Amanda Lemos, dude, like that was the first time watching her last fight. Dude, she's scary. Yeah, she's she is terrifying. She really is, man. Like, think about it. Swanging and banging. Um, yeah, what happened to the... Um, yeah, one of the fights got removed. Steven Thompson's fight got removed. Oh, what happened with that? I didn't hear anything about this. I think it pushed back. I think it got pushed back to the Cater uh, Chikadze card. Yeah, I think it got pushed back. You know what's crazy about this 269 that we're missing too? What? It's supposed to be Masvidal Edwards, right? Yeah, man. And this card would be so much better. Not so much better, but it's on a, it steps it up a bit if we get Masvidal Edwards on that main card. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, dude, this is awesome. This is freaking awesome, man. All right, you have anything else to add, my guy? No, man, it's going to be a really good card. Um, I just hope – I really like Oliveira. His story is awesome. I just – I think it's, it's you know – Destiny. It's the diamond time, dude. That quote that he had where I think it was either the Khabib fight or the Connor first Connor fight, second Connor fight, rather, where he said, like, it's 25 minutes to make life fair – 
you know, like, you know, set up financially and stuff. And then uh, he kind of reiterated that at this um, press conference yesterday. And he said for this one, it's 25 minutes for eternity. He's like, if I win this belt, I'm champ forever. That, that just gave me chills. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. See you next time.